0: You're about to witness a seismic event.
1: Talk brunch, where the geeks
0: are all faces. Now let the party begin. Live, start the countdown.
2: What's up, fellow brunchers? Welcome to the Talk Brunch Live, October fourth, twenty nineteen. I'm your host as always, Rick Dara, aka Captain Brunch, and listen from three forty three. Co-hosting the brunch with me as always is Mister Destin Fraser. Just let your
3: soul
2: Craziest
4: week of wrestling ever. Except for that week thing, I could have done without it
2: Mm mm-hmm tell me about it
4: he's like the one black eye on the whole week just like by you
2: (laughs) this is probably the one and only time you guys are ever going to catch me doing anything like this on a friday but we're doing this because you can consider this episode your new era launch special we're going to go over the week of the new programming and wrestling the new stations Everything happening with AEW Dynamite, everything that's going on with this current SmackDown on Fox that just ended, as well as the first ever two-hour NXT USA Network, I guess, official debut season premiere, if you will.
4: Yeah, this was their proper debut.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. That being said, people have been in and out of the chat room because Friday is a bad time to do things like this. But for those of you who have been in and out, shout out EB Gamer, AC, Mark 718, Joe Wolko who stood in there the entire time. Holy crap as well as the rest of you that I saw coming in and out of there and also those listening currently to the live broadcast over at TalkBunch.com and of course the majority of you who are listening via iTunes, Stitcher and all other popular podcatcher apps just like our regular episodes we're available on every major digital audio provider including SoundCloud just search TalkBunch you can visit TalkBunch.com for that plus our social media links as well as replays of all of our content and you could even just say Alexa, play the TalkBunch podcast Ah. <sighs> What a we week it's it. been! <laughs> <laughs> in more ways than it one, right? <laughs>
4: really, weekend was nuts.
2: Yeah, I can't even believe it. And to think that's the way it's going to be from now on—it's going to be regularly stressful.
4: Yeah. Not you here on Fridays. No, that's not a regular thing. But you know.
2: Yeah, no, nah, this is the only time. Enjoy it. We're going to go over this, and <laughs> we're also going to. This was a
4: special th- occasion. So. Yeah,
2: we're going to do the hell in a cell. Uh, voting polls and everything So that's going to be popping up And it'll be on the top of the website By the time this goes on demand If you're listening on demand But we're going to start things off uh well, What do you want to start things off with As far as the Wednesday blog goes AEW uh, or NXT?
4: I feel like we should work our way up So let's start off with NXT
2: Okay, fair enough Uh NXT has their first two hour episode Which starts off with Matt Riddle Versus Adam Cole for the NXT World Championship With the finish being after multiple Fujiwara armbar attempts, Cole hits Riddle with his uh, casted right hand, and he goes for the last shot.
4: And kills off uh, the original bro. Yeah. But uh, Mr. Cole's night was... was
2: (laughs) I said bro no mo.
4: Bro no mo. There you go. There you Episode (laughs) title. Let's do it. All right. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Mr. Cole's night was not over because holy crap. Yeah, Finn Balor comes home.
2: Mm-hmm. He returns back, and he's smiling which, Finn.
4: Which is a big him. deal, because Finn's the first ever NXT champion to
2: come back. Yeah. And uh, I guess this is a permanent home for him, which is better than anything else. I could say he was given on all of his yep. runs. May as well, it's, right?
4: It's it's the only place where he's actually
2: mattered. <laughs> where he's used properly.
4: We, we, we can brag about him still holding the record for the longest NXT championship run. We can't brag about that Universal
2: titles thing. He could have been in the OC.
4: Yeah, but then again, see, once again, so something, it's something where it makes sense to do it. So why would they do it?
2: Yeah, I think I just think he could have been in the OC rather than uh, Ziggler or whoever. Rude makes somewhat yeah. sense because of Fortune, but Ziggler makes no sense. They could have done something really big, and they just yeah. decided not to. But either way, it's good to have him here, and they're going to do this. It honestly works out better up. for him to be back in NXT, because
4: now mm-hmm. he has a whole new— The roster's nothing like when he was last here. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole new breed of matches we can get out of this. Yeah. But it was good to see him back. The crowd came absolutely unglued. Yeah, I right. mean, and him um, feuding
2: with Adam Cole is going to be really good. Like they're both excellent wrestlers, so we're going to be I mean, going to be wild. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as far as this match goes, there were a few cool spots here. Adam Cole hitting that backstabber off of Riddle's shoulders. He sort of has him in like Fireman's carry. He transitions that over into the backstabber very cleverly. Um, this was riddled with a bunch of, no pun intended, uh, the sequence of reversals and these guys, like just basic attacks and everything. Um, their exchange of kicks and knees, the kick versus knee story that they were telling there. Um, you know, at that, okay. that point where he, uh, where, where Adam Cole gets his knees up on the floating bro and then he follows up with the Panama Sunrise, I thought was a solid spot.
4: Riddle oh. sold the shit out of that paint him sunrise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, he didn't hold back a he he got the full rotation. I mean, as much as we say about Riddle, the dude's talented. I mean, very, he very talented. He went out. He came out to play in this match. I figure like if there's any way it can get it around to happening again, I'd like to see him do it again.
2: Yeah, excellent like, storytelling. I'm thoroughly you
4: know? entertained by him tonight.
2: Yeah, excellent storytelling. And it's, I like the way he doesn't make the same mistake twice, if I'm giving him credit as far as the strategy. Like, second Panama Sunrise gets countered into the GTS, essentially, and then hit gets hit with the floating brawl. So, um, yeah. you know, like I said, really cool stuff here. Um, yeah, Riddle
4: learns much. very uh, That's one thing I've noticed where there'd be rematches or anything. Riddle learns.
2: Yeah. Hey, also Assassin Scene. Ironically, I didn't see you there, but yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> <I don't remember. laughs> But uh, yeah, uh like I said, very good first match it, it was it, it felt like it was anyone's game. I'm glad that they kept cold with it though too soon for for Matt riddle,
4: yeah, what? this is only his first title shot. I could see him getting it one day, but not just yet,
2: yeah, there's literally no no need, you know uh the next segment is a Velveteen dream promo uh at the top of the ramp he's surrounded by women and stuff and. You know, your typical Velveteen dream promo, aside from the awkward part where he says he's never had any problem taking on two men at once.
0: <laughs> you know, that, little, that little innuendo there
2: was kind of, like, uh, at least he's surrounded he by doing. women, though. You know, they make some sort of, uh, I don't know. I'm not even going to go into what I what was going through my head there.
4: If you can't figure it out, you're too young for this show.
2: There you go. Well said. Eo <laughs> uh, Shirai versus Mia Yem, with the finish being Eo goes over with uh, basically her moon salt.
4: Yeah, that's. Woo! <laughs> this match was crazy this, i love mia yim suicide dive it's probably one of my favorite
2: ones yeah the one where she almost leaders herself
4: yeah at that time that time was different <laughs>
2: yeah that time. Was i don't know what happened Lita. there but <laughs> <laughs> that time was also different for Lita. you know
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh yeah good match you know i had no issues with this um not really much to say they had the regular sequence of spots everything looked well done. I like Io Shirai. Like I've mentioned before in here, her whole heel tactics and uh psychology as a heel, and just her toughness and nastiness. Very well done. The medium stuff. I still don't get the hood shit, but whatever. Whatever works. Io Shirai going over That was a good off. choice. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, shane Thorne versus johnny gargano pretty much another filler match but they did a really good job at uh showing what shane Thorne can do as a singles guy without his um mighty don't kneel brethren over there um of course johnny wrestling goes over with his super kick uh, match was really good everyone was on their feet for this one um what are your thoughts on it
4: oh uh, as as expected incredibly crazy match um i kind of like that this is big for Shane Thorne because ever since he's been by himself, he's been just picking on the breakout guys. Now he actually gets a real fight, and I mean, it was what it was kind of what I expected from these two.
2: Yeah, pretty John,
4: much. Johnny's super kicks look like they shoot hurt.
2: Yeah, really do. <laughs> <laughs> I really...
4: feel like you. I feel like you can't be thrilled to know you're in a match with Johnny Gargano because you know you're getting kicked.
2: Yeah, he he might be one of the best people that they have in that whole brand. They don't use him that way, but. Right now, he's probably the best guy there, you know.
4: Hands Um, down.
2: But, I mean, I guess they're just going to let him cool down. You know what I mean? He's had big feuds. He's been featured in a lot of NXT stuff. Got to share the spotlight a little bit. Um,
4: Yeah, yeah, he's he's been stealing the show time and time again. Give him a little bit of a break, I guess. And it helps out Shane Thorne because he gets him a big money feud.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Candice LeRae faces Shayna Baszler. And uh, speaking of Gargano, because this is his his wife essentially against Baszler, finish here, Shayna Taft, Candice, with the Kirifuda clutch.
4: Yeah, quick, but it wasn't a long match, but it was a physical one for sure.
2: Yeah, I guess they're not going to pull the trigger. I don't know who it is that they want to dethrone. Uh Shayna Baszler. I know they're, the fans are starting to even even though she's a heel, and they should be the fans that are starting to legit get heat with how long she's holding the title. I mean, it makes sense to me though, and I don't dislike it. And, I'm just and wondering. And the what thing about it
4: is what I've loved about it, especially when we look at, it, this is the most dominant champion we've had since Oscar.
2: Yeah, I'm just I and, guess everyone's just wondering what their end game is going to be. It's, it's uh, clearly yeah. it's not going to be uh Candace LeRae but uh, what it's, is it, what it, is their it, end game
4: it's it's a tough call to make for sure but I mean yeah I'm right there with you there's nothing wrong with her as champion because the one thing about Shayna she operates on a completely different level than any other champion before her this girl beats you to the point where your body refuses to keep going she it's like screw breaking the spirit I'll break the body so the spirit can't get anything else to go there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with a champion. Who's continually adapting? She gets better at every defense. Like, we nobody had a problem with five hundred plus days of Oscar. So why does anybody have a problem with Shayna Baszler? Who, example, on Wednesday celebrated one year being NXT women's champion.
2: Yeah, right. I don't she, know. She
4: did I it, think, the, she like did it said, the same way Oscar did, and that's just beating people up. <laughs> like I said,
2: I don't have a problem with it. I'm just wondering what their end game is with it. Like, do they have a solution as far as who they think they're gonna bring into? to do this i've heard uh rhea ripley's name mentioned
4: yeah i mean that one makes sense because stylistically she's the only one who can really handle her
2: yeah they don't want to tell an underdog story though they could have given it to uh dakota kai
4: yeah i mean she did just recently come back so she could you be know. somebody um if she who could possibly she, in the running
2: if she gets a little more seasoned they have a great story to tell right there because not only uh didn't she have that storyline where she used to be scared of Shayna baszler yeah, because Shayna broke her arm. <laughs> and she went on an injury and she was gone all this time. Now she returns and she becomes champion, beating the person, overcoming her fears, all that shit. You know, it's
4: a great story. You
2: get the whole video montage of her actually rehabbing the injury and then the early shit when she was scared of Shayna to her, to her basically knocking her out with her, with her kicks. And I think it would work, <laughs> you know, you know, something that like people would definitely get behind it and you'd have like That's a long term storyline sure. and it would even make it look to the untrained eye like they had planned this. You know, like if they knew from the beginning where they were going with Dakota Guy and they were just putting her on slow burn to get there when really, you know, it just sort of fell into their lap. But I don't know if they're yeah. going to do it.
4: Yeah, It's a tough call to make because, I mean, Shane is beating everybody. So that's what, I kind of like the way it's being done because now it's making it hard to figure out who's going to be the one to do it. Yeah. Because so, the only two people who have ever beaten her aren't here anymore. So yeah. it's kind of, it's a weird thing where it's like, Kairi Sane and Ember Moon showed, yes, she can be beaten, but it's not easy. So I Mm -hmm. think that's the only difference that she has when it comes to Asuka is that she's already tasted defeat. So it almost makes it a little bit harder because she knows what it takes to beat her. She's making it more difficult for everybody else. Mm -hmm. I think she
2: even showed it in
4: the match with Mia Yim. Taking out an arm isn't good enough anymore, which makes her that much more dangerous.
2: Yeah. Well, I'd like to see some good few, but the point I was making with uh with a smaller person like Dakota Kai versus Rhea Ripley is Ripley Ripley's a little too obvious of a choice, you know, like you get a bigger, yeah. stronger girl to kick her ass, sure, sure that'll work. Logically it's believable. But uh you also have an opportunity here for a David and Goliath story, like, which I always think tells a better story, not only that, but with someone who who has backstory to it. Just makes exactly. sense. Especially since
4: everybody remembers program. watching her pop that girl's arm. <laughs> yeah,
2: that was a whole debut of that kind of stuff. So I just think it would be better than it. I mean, unless they have something else planned that I don't see happening. I mean, there's a few pretty beastly girls on that roster that they could go with. There's, there's any possibility of ways that they could build a feud, you know?
4: Yeah, there's a lot of ways they can go with it for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. So next match was Pete Dunne versus Danny Burch. And um, finish to this was the bitter end, of course. Yeah, then again, rem-
4: a rematch actually an NXT UK rematch.
2: Mm-hmm. But we get Damian Priest who shows up. Because uh Yeah, I guess he's gonna be feuding now. That, that's the next big feud, right? Pete Dunne versus Damian Priest.
4: Yeah, looks like it, which is uh gonna be kind of an interesting one because history says Dunne struggles against larger opponents. Mm-hmm. He had some issues with Joe Coffey. He lost his title to Walter. Uh, A title defense he had against Wolfgang, he struggled there. So Damian Priest has a little bit of an advantage. And the fact that he's extremely athletic, it's kind of crazy to think somebody had an advantage over Dunn. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. It's it's a big one for Priest. It's his first full-blown feud since he's been here. So I'm intrigued to see what happens.
2: Mm -hmm. And uh, we get the Street Profits against Red Dragon. Or as they're called here, nothing. Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish <laughs> and uh, thanks to the assist from Roderick Strong on the apron Red Dragon essentially goes over with um, total elimination
4: this night made me hate Wally so much more than I already do Oh, that's this right. man the street Profits did, did not even Wally. try to, to learn their theme music nope, y'all please. couldn't have got Josiah Williams again
2: he was just going street profit street
4: profit <laughs> And if, you hear he fucking up for the first time when I say profit y'all say street like ain't the profit street all he said, all he kept saying was, "When I say one, you say the other, and then we want the smoke." That was, the, that's not the lyrics to their song, dummy. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I hate him more and more every time he shows up.
2: Yeah, and you know, I don't know why they keep hiring this whale guy.
4: Right? Like, <laughs> gi- just give, give me, give me Josiah Williams who added lyrics to a song that didn't have lyrics to take over twenty-five. All right. <laughs>
2: Babu sees that we're going to get to that, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah. What? We haven't. Trust me. We haven't forgotten. It's impossible to forget it. You know,
4: Oh, it just happened.
2: <laughs> I guess we put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. yeah so. Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
4: Babu, hold him off. please. Yeah, hold that Don't hold burn that him out before we get there. <laughs>
2: We are almost done with NXT. next We got those AEW and then we're going to get trust me mm. we're going to get there. But just hold um,
4: just hold them for a little while. I swear we'll get there.
2: Yeah, but uh yeah, so at the end of this ultimately all everyone uh from the Ring of Honor stable winds up going over. What are they called again? Um
4: Undisputed Era. Undisputed
2: Era. How the I forget that. I just How
4: no, I was sitting really there like, "Wait a minute. minute. How would you forget <laughs> that?" But um yeah, so
2: but, Yeah, go ahead.
4: Basi- you could say yeah, so basically you know, next uh Roderick and uh O'Reilly and Fish are celebrating the ring. Adam Cole comes out and starts celebrating from the stage. And so nice. We'll do it twice because full sail comes unglued because Blackheart is back. Tommaso Ciampa emerges from the back. And what I like about this so much, he was looking at Goldie the second he emerged.
2: He looked at him before and he did
4: that call? And did, and did not take his eyes off that belt until he stopped moving and was in front of Cole. Yeah,
2: that's going to be like, awesome.
4: And I don't know, from what I've heard, is he cleared? I think he is.
2: I mean, I would hope so. It would be really foolish of them to, to do that and not be ready to do some sort of an angle with him, don't you think?
4: I, I want to say I heard something either bet- between Wednesday and now that he's clear. So I'm like... Yo, if that's the case, this just got way
2: more fun. Yeah, um, Fabulous Caesar says he thinks they're gonna do Finn versus Champa. I mean, they could. And that's it for Cole's I mean, run already, just like that. Cole's old move.
4: I don't. I don't know if I mean. I don't know if they're taking the title off him right away. But the fact that they both show up and confront Cole on the same night, don't like. We all know Champa is not a person to let anybody go before him. So I could see them them making it like number one contender or something. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know what happens next. I mean, I think that's almost a little bit of a rite of passage for Cole to have to go through realistically two of the best past NXT champions they've ever had. Like you have the record holder and the guy who, if he probably didn't get hurt, might have broken the record.
2: Yeah. Assuming everyone's staying put. Nice and snug at NXT right now. A lot's gonna change yeah. in the next few weeks, you know.
4: Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna keep anybody, keep that group, keep that little set right there, because I mean, you gave ammo for at least a year or two worth of storylines. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it was great to see both of them back. It was great to see Champa on his feet. He looks good. It was just cool seeing Fowler come home because that's that's something I've been doing in my universes for the past like two or three games, just putting him back in NXT. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well, excited for that. And they had a they had a very good start. So so overall my opinion of the first NXT of the Wednesday night wars of this. It just felt like another NXT. And that's not a bad thing, you know, but it's it, it just felt like another NXT. It didn't really feel like they went out of their way to make it different for that.
4: Yeah, outside of the two returns, nothing was really special this time around
2: they 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 kept their formula, which I guess is what they intend to win this with they kept their formula of uh just having matches, you know not really anything getting thrown out or too much interference they they try to keep it as clean as possible for television but uh you know and focus on the wrestling which which was really good aew actually made more of a spectacle and did more angle slash storyline stuff than uh nXt wwe and that says something.
4: AEW didn't AEW built for their future, not just for their night.
2: Yeah. Well, like I said, NXT was good. It feels like the same NXT, which you know what? At the end of the day, you can't complain. Yes, yeah, the what same everyone was worried NXT about. is good. Everyone's worried that on USA it would feel like something different. It feels like the same NXT that was on the WWE network, but ironically that might be to their doom. You know, because, exactly. uh, because it's the same NXT that's on the WWE network people are already desensitized to the idea of not needing to watch it live since all of it was in the can anyway. Yeah, And yeah, now you have this fresh new product. It's almost impossible to choose that one over this one.
4: And when you look, kind of look at it, and I was uh, talking to some friends about this before, the thing, and when we get into AEW, it'll kind of make more sense. NXT getting here two weeks early almost kind of backfired because it gave you two weeks to get used to them. That's whereas exactly we what had with aew this one night and it's fresh it's right there
2: that's exactly what they did everyone's already had two weeks worth of nxt why wouldn't you tune into the new thing now to see how they're going to do yeah. things you already know how they're going to do things you've seen it for two weeks you, like, you've seen an, it for two weeks I'll, and you've had four intros because they would outro and then intro back onto the WWE. Lower. <laughs> yeah. so it felt like four episodes yeah
4: so in reality i almost feel like debut on the same night might have been the better move
2: yeah, of course it would have been the better move.
4: Because everything would have just Because for the people who have never seen NXT through the network watching on USA, you would have got to you, you would have had a real feeling of oh shit, which one am I gonna watch? You didn't have that same feeling on Wednesday.
2: First to the race is sometimes last place. Look at Sega Saturn. They they launched that shit early. You know, where's your and Sega now, Saturn right now? You know
4: <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I'd be able to find Waldo before I found that.
2: They wanted to jump ahead of the PlayStation. It was ahead in technology and in everything else. It was a powerful console, but uh, no, didn't work out. So sometimes being late to the game helps. And I think that when it comes to AEW, that was something that could have, uh, would have been better for them to launch. But it but it worked out. That being said, we should start yeah. talking about it. AEW Dynamite opened. And
4: yes, and, even mm-hmm. Scorpio Sky did it. So now it is a thing. What is the thing? The Dynamite.
2: Oh, did he really? Yeah, he did <laughs> at the fucking <laughs> oh
4: boy. Oh, it was wonderful. All
2: right, but yeah, Cody and Brent. Cody comes out with Brandy, and uh, this is a match against Sammy Guevara. With the finish being yeah. Cody goes over with an inside cradle, and uh, it, yeah, was it was a very good opening match to the entire weekly brand.
4: It's kind of cool to think when you look at it. Sammy Guevara is going to be a key part of AEW history now because he was in their very first match ever. And now he's been in the first match on their TV. hmm Like, exactly. that's that's a big opportunity this kid was getting. And, I mean, the big catch with this match is if he would have won, Cody would have gave up his title shot.
2: Yeah. And this guy's a young I mean, yeah, dude with true. a lot of talent. Very athletic, you know.
4: Oh, yeah. One of my favorite spots out of this match it looked almost like he was uh, using the bit from uh, Andrade, the moonsault where he lands on his feet, moonsault into another one. But when Cody moves, he runs up into our standing shooting star press.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, very solid stuff. And Cody, unfortunately, winds up taking Brandy out with that suicide dive. Uh, this oh. is part of the storyline that they had there. But but Guevara was full of all kinds of talented spots. He had a springboard cutter. Um, I did like that Spanish fly and the shooting star press. This is two high spots. Uh, overall yeah, really that
4: cool kid, that kid is extremely talented
2: yeah like fabu said it looked like wow. something from will osprey it did look like something out of out of the pages of will osprey's book and then afterwards we have cody who's getting interviewed by tony shivani but then um uh, sam uh basically sammy gavar gets back up and he sort of yanks cody over and it looks like it's going to be that heated moment but then it's sort of like more of a code of honor handshake moment but jericho comes out and ambushes cody and he kills the feel-good moment uh he went cold breaking uh, Cody uh, and he, he gives him that nasty spot, the power bomb on the four setup chairs. He had some of one of those. Oh my God. Uh, that looked like board. hell. And, uh, what I do like about this is that they went into picture and picture the way SmackDown used to do on USA. Cause SmackDown does not anymore, but they went into picture and picture. And, uh, the stuff that was that they show was Jericho's run in, like a lot of his attack, a lot of his brutalization of Cody was shown in that picture and picture. And that was cool. It was a way for them to indicate that this picture and picture is not gonna be used for filler. We won't just be doing rest holds until it comes back. We actually put something relevant here that would make you not switch channels in a smarter way. So exactly. I did, I did think that that was very well done. It-
4: it felt more as if they were looking out for the fans in a sense, like, hey, let's make sure you guys don't miss anything, but still get this commercial break in here.
2: Well, if they were looking out for the fans, they would have timed it where it wouldn't have even been on commercial break at all. You see the full screen. What they did was they looked out for themselves by giving the fans something that would make them have to stick around for the commercials.
4: Yeah, true, true. You know?
2: that was a compliment. <laughs> you know, you watching the commercials, they're getting the ratings that they need on that network and uh, everybody wins, So. Good strategy, though, I thought that. You see, that's how you keep people. That's how you put butts in seats.
1: There
2: you <laughs> go. So uh, Steve Cutler versus MJF was the next match, with the finish being Cutler tweaks his knee coming off of the top rope, and MJF goes goes over via Fujiwara armbar. And uh, I don't know. That was a really short as hell match. Did he really tweak his knee there, or what happened? Or did he just decide to score uh, this match?
4: That, that almost seemed kind of like... It seemed like it was really more about MJF than everything, so I think it was just it felt like it was more the promo than anything else. And then it's just like, all right, well, let's get in there. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of, I, I wasn't quite sure how to feel about that one.
2: And then uh, they do like a little thing with Jane Silent Bob at ringside where they're taunted by, uh, who the hell are those two guys again? The uh, And the uh, Helico and Jack Evans. Yeah, right. The green guys. Don't you know I'm green? <laughs> I mean, green and outfit, not in stature.
4: You don't yeah. want the Heat telling somebody Jackham is green. You don't want that.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, hell no, no. He's definitely not.
4: I'm I'm glad AEW put those two together as a tag team. because I, I looked up some of their old stuff. Oh, they are a force in AEW. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. they're probably next to, I want to say, Ortiz, Santana, and the Bucks, and uh, the Lucha Brothers. I want to say they're probably teamed almost the longest. But then again, with the exception of SCU, but
2: yeah which speaking of next up they have a ringside promo and they reveal um that the two people competing in the next week's tag team match are going to be daniels and kaz and the lucha brothers come out and basically it causes a brawl they do the whole all the king's horses and all the king's men and all the king's D malinkos come out to split this match all the up king's
4: de <laughs> you know,
2: make sure everybody's nice and safe and uh give you some nice heat going into the following week so Good spot. This, that, was promo,
4: this was the promo this is the promo where uh Scorpio Sky goes dynoma.
2: And it's incredible to have uh JR competing against Jerry Lawler on opposite brands and also to have Tony Schiavone and JR, two people who worked against each other during the Monday Night Wars, one nitro, one raw on the same Yo, show.
4: I literally yeah. never thought about
2: that. Holy yeah. shit. It's the craziest merger of stuff ever. And then to see the old school nitro style of having the the interviews halfway up the ramp. Uh, I thought that was really well done. SCU being the first people to do it. Yeah, I thought that was cool. The whole thing had a really nice vibe to it. Just stuff that uh, just felt good, feel good stuff.
4: Yeah, everything was great.
2: Mm-hmm. Great set. It was packed. And they did beat the hell out of uh, NXT in the ratings. I think it was like they had one, 1.
4: One. 1.4 million, I want to say. NXT right. had, what, 800,000 or something like that?
2: That is correct. That is they yeah, numbers.
4: Smashed them.
2: Yeah, so we're already seeing it and they they congratulated them on social media. They said congratulations to AEW, but it's a sprint, not a marathon. Um, I guess basically saying, you know, that it'll be over time. I don't know if that's how this is gonna work. We'll see. Maybe they know what they're doing. We know. I personally just saw the same old NXT that I could watch the following day on right. Thursday. Like I like I think everyone should choose whatever brand they're most comfortable with and enjoying the most as what you watch live. And whoever doesn't, whatever the opposite of the brand is that you choose, just be cool if people spoil it. You know what I mean? It's going to happen. You can't ask people to not spoil it during a, a Wednesday night war like this because it's going to happen. If you're an AEW person, you might hear some NXT spoilers and vice versa, you know. Pretty much. You know, this is it. You know, this how I'm choosing AEW as, as a where I'm going to watch live and then NXT, at least for the time being. You just like these, these decisions written in stone. If you jump over one week, that's the beauty of it. They have to stay on their toes. They have to yeah. keep your your attention. You know, that's really important. So don't be scared to one week. Go. you know what? I might watch AEW Thursday. If you feel that the the previous week, you just didn't see anything you liked and vice versa.
4: Yeah, I think what the the perfect way this Wednesday night war could go is it's just constantly back and forth. Yeah. Absolutely. Because everybody's thoroughly entertained and it's just I on both companies win because at the end of the there's no real winner there. The fans are the winners. That's the best outcome for this thing.
2: Yeah. So the next match was Hangman Page against PAC formerly known as Neville in WWE. I find it interesting mm-hmm. that they introduced him as weighing 206 pounds. Because, <laughs> I caught that too. Because <laughs> it made me question, is that is that how funny life is? That he's legit one pound heavier than a 205 Live person? Or was that like an Easter egg troll where they said, you know, he's one pound too heavy to be in 205 Live. You're not I gonna...
4: almost kind of wish it was, but I don't know. Yeah. It's, no, it's, really... it's, it's crazy enough to where it could or could be.
2: Yeah, not really as.
4: Yeah. But of course, for instance of this match, uh after basically catching with as they call it a mule kick shot to the gems, um Pog goes over with a combination of the black arrow into the into the brutalizer and paige passes out.
2: Mm-hmm. And by the way, I don't know who it was that called it on commentary, but that was an avalanche follow away slam. That was not a blockbuster.
4: Mm-hmm. When well, y'all need to get together, and stop that.
2: Yeah, that's a very different <laughs> looking move from a blockbuster. It's not even close. But, yeah, really good. Glad to see both of these guys in action. Adam Page is losing a little too much for a guy who's a dramatic dude that comes out on a fucking horse. So they need to switch that around a little bit, (laughs) you know. You almost don't expect him to lose as much as he does, but he does. But he does.
4: I mean, at least he hasn't been losing just any old Tom, Dick, and Harry, though. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: So Nyla Rose versus Riho with Britt Baker on commentary with the finish being Riho goes over with the double knees to the back, following it up with the Meteora to the front for the win. And then afterwards, Michael Nakazawa comes out and Nyla is supposed to hit him with a Liger bomb, but because she sucks, um, she botches the first Liger bomb. Oh she, my God.
4: <laughs> and she has to Yo, attempt to do it again. That scared the shit out of me. When I saw him like lean it, he, he was in like, he was in Bob Hawley position I was just like, no, 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 no. Okay, thank you, Jesus.
2: Oh, man.
4: Yo, know, she almost killed Michael Nakazawa. Stop doing shit if you can't do it, bitch. All right?
2: <laughs> yeah, no. But once he attempted, then she nails it on him. Uh, Kenny Omega comes out to try to break things up because I guess uh, Nyla Rose was his former student or whatever.
4: I think it was Rio was, right? Or
2: was it Rio? I think it was Rio. I guess that will make more sense.
4: Yeah. Yeah, crazy stuff Um, in this uh, match. I, it made me laugh when Rose grabbed all those chairs from under the ring and then piled them up. She lied a uh, Rio on them. And she got to go for that that somersault, that, that somersault sent on and just cracked and off misses, all the chairs.
2: Misses Rio and gets nothing but chairs on <laughs> side, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I also, I mean, Rio's really cool. I like the way she matrixes out of that splash cover. Like, you know, she, she slips off from underneath.
4: That and, was um, really cool.
2: And I did like Nyla catching Rio on the outside, um, out of the out of that top turn cross crossbody. Like she caught her and then transitioned that into a backbreaker. I thought that looked really good as well. Um, Rio trying to lift Nyla was just insane. Like these points where she would just try to lift and slam her, and she collapsed on top of her. Um, that looked really well done. The way it did it looked like she legit was gonna break this girl's legs just from the weight of oh, her okay. alone. You know, Nyla also has a very good-looking Death Valley driver. Most big people like that do. And Rio did a nice Avalanche Suplex, even though um, a lot of that is really on Nyla to get the work of some shit like that over. You know. Yeah. But uh, I like the pop yeah. that the crowd did and everything for that. The,
4: so. the girl did. She. I think not. I think Rio was the true definition of that old phrase. It's not the size of the dog in the fight, but it's the size of the fight in the dog. That little dog had plenty of fighting her on um, on Wednesday.
2: Yeah, and I like the fact that they chose someone like that to be the uh, first champion. Someone very talented, small, but uh, offensive, you know. Really cool. Very talented, very agile.
4: Yeah, awesome match.
2: Mm-hmm. And that brings us to the main event, which is Kenny and the Bucks against Santana, Ortiz, and Jericho. So basically the new LAX with Jericho, with the finish being Jericho goes over Matt.
4: Yeah, after... um. Santana and Ortiz hit this combo move. They do basically it's a running boot in the corner from Santana, and then Ortiz hits a step up cannonball, and then they basically with all their force throw um throw Matt into a Judas effect, and they go over. But mm-hmm. the story of this match was what happened early on because Kenny Omega found out that hard way. Careful what you say when somebody's not around. Because when they show up, it might not end too well. Yeah. Because uh, as he's going for the rise of the Terminator, John Moxley shows up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I like I like this because they don't usually, you don't usually see them do it like this. Omega starts to rise, and he notices the crowd reacting, but he knows that they're not reacting to him. So it was kind of like that moment where it's like he turns. I think he turns slightly to the left, and then he turns all the way around. It just starts getting lit up.
2: Yeah, he moxley winds up attacking Omega, which this fight bleeds out to the outside through the crowd, the VIP area. He winds up giving him, a, what's it called, the paradigm shift now?
4: Uh, depending on where you're where you're in. If you're in the States, the paradigm shift. If you're in Japan, the Death Rider.
2: All right, well, he gives him a nasty one through the glass table. I oh, didn't really that even looked
4: like it he sucked some, on so put many some levels.
2: He juice into that shit. It was incredible.
4: Yo, he got him almost vertical.
2: Yeah, really, really crazy stuff.
4: And the craziest part about it is while well, that's all going on The match never stopped
2: No the match was that's, the, that's, the time time.
4: that's the kicker
2: Yeah and like I said Jericho ends up going over But then there's like an interesting uh, Situation because after the match um, there, there basically is a beatdown Situation that occurs With uh, Jericho, Ortiz and Santana Beating up uh, Omega And then Cody runs in and, uh, Sammy Garver winds up showing up and he winds up, uh, low blowing Cody, right? Like he kicks him in the balls or something. Yeah. And, uh, Goldust shows up to, in, to, to defend his brother. And then Jack Swagger, or as they call him now, Hager, he shows up and he's in favor of the heels here. And, uh, yeah. Goldust winds up, thanks to a courtesy of Jack Hager, he takes an I am the table bump. Which oh, looked really my rough. God, that looked horrible. And then a new stable is formed, despite no promo and no name. You have a new stable, which is essentially Jack Swagger slash Hager, uh, Sammy Garva, uh, Santana and Ortiz, a.k.a. the new LAX and Jericho. Am I missing anyone? That's all of them, right?
4: That's
2: yeah. pretty much it Yeah, I kind of like doing
4: it that way Like don't make it clear Hey this is a new stable Let the fans realize it
2: I kind of was hoping for something more Maybe this is the old school guy in me But I was hoping they'd all take off their their stuff there would be shirts underneath Or they'd say who they were or something Right You know but it was just like disappointing When it just ended that way But then it makes you want to tune in next week Exactly Because it might open with them They might all come to the rap Are they going to have music like a joint song already Do they have a name you know how's it? How's this gonna work? <laughs> the Bubbly Boys, I like that fat The Bubbly Boys. Are you fucking? The Bubbly Boys. The followers of Jericho, Eb.
4: <laughs> oh, they got a joint here, show, The Bubbly Ball.
2: <laughs> I really oh, like that aw There's really not not much doubt in me about which product I'm going to watch live every week in our chat. Which, by the way, if you're new here during Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and AEW. Pretty much papers, any live event. We're in the chat room just talking. So if you want to join, feel free. So I'm going to be part of the people that are dealing with AEW on Wednesdays. NXT did good, as good as they always do. AEW was refreshing. And it brought me back to a lot of the positive about not only wrestling, but about old Nitro and world class. It had a really, really homely feel to it. Right while still retaining all of the modern aspects of indie-style wrestling. So I can't think of a better or more refreshing product right now than than what that was. And I'm pretty confident, based on the way that it all came together, that they'll be able to keep it that way. It just feels really good.
4: And they, they realistically, and they haven't even hit a point where it's like, oh, they're kind of slowing down a little bit. They're only going up at the same pace they've been going.
2: Yeah, like Stacey said, like they have been here before.
4: So. Yeah, the WWE can say all day long it's a marathon, not a sprint. But if I sprint and get three quarters of the way to the finish line, you can marathon all you want. Like, yeah,
2: then I'm going to light jog while your ass is way behind Exactly. Exactly.
4: <laughs> like, that don't work in this scenario. It realistically doesn't. Like, like yeah, like you said, NXT was great. But NXT's always been great. NXT shouldn't have been great tonight. They needed to be fantastic. And that's where showing up two weeks early kind of bit them.
2: Right. And it does look like the best nights to talk about wrestling as far as uh, the things that are going on do seem to be Wednesdays. Like there's a lot more going on on Wednesdays than on Mondays or Fridays yeah. for that matter because Friday. That,
4: that, that's the white hot guy of the week.
2: Yeah. Cause Friday was good. Don't, don't get me wrong. We're going to get to SmackDown in a minute, but I don't think it's going to retain the goodness that it had tonight. And even this was a little bit bumpy. So I think yeah, yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday's the night, especially for people like us. That's, I'm interested in Wednesdays more than anything now. And I will always watch NXT uh the following day or later in the night or yeah. whatever, but I'm, I'm I'm really sold right now. Um, this is the most exciting I've been about wrestling in uh in in years to be honest. Like I'm really and, looking and forward to every Wednesday from now on on both sides, you know.
4: And and even though it was kind of in the background because it wasn't the main focus of this week, even NXT UK had a good week.
2: Yeah, I didn't get to watch them yet. They're in too much damn wrestling. Yeah. But um, I, I Yeah, plan, we
4: got. I, <laughs> I think it. NXT UK, I feel like it'll kind of get added in once you kind of adjust to all this wrestling. That's the one thing that kind of hurt them this week is they got moved on a night where there's so much new stuff going on.
2: Yeah, it's easier for other podcasts and stuff to be able to cover all the wrestling. And no disrespect to them, but that's because that's literally all they do. They're going to be on here Monday. They have a whole seven days to cover and eat all the wrestling like Pac-Man. You know, where it's like, as you guys know, people who are regulars in our community, we have other days of the week that we do other things. We have the Party Game Zone. Or we have the Adventure Game Line. It doesn't even count, like, co-op games or Sea of Thieves or Giz of War or or Borderlands and all these different Let's Play streams that we do, which you could check out our YouTube channel for the replays of those if they are if they disappear from Mixer after they allotted 14 days. But, yeah, you know, we do a lot of Let's Plays. And uh, they're not necessarily popular because we're known for our wrestling, but that's something that we do. So, um. Yeah, when I UK, I can't watch UK and PWG and all of the Ring of Honor and everything else. So.
4: That's that's partially what I'm here for, though. Like, I,
2: <laughs> yeah,
4: I somehow managed to find a way. Like,
2: yeah, like I just watched um the NXT before SmackDown, <laughs> you know. So, but I'll I'll make it more of a habit, like I said, to uh to try to be on point with that. So anyway, uh, that, that is pretty much it for AEW. What are your thoughts overall on this show? Aside from that, you like the new set, the look, the vibe. Oh,
4: I love it. I love the dual tunnels. I'm so glad they stuck with that. The second I saw that, I was ecstatic because that's one of my favorite parts of the stage. Because besides TNA, nobody else had ever done that before. Um, the pyro. I mean, their pyro isn't so intense. But it's still just cool. The fact that like this was the show. This was the show that really brought it back into the wrestling world. The action was incredible. They held nothing back. And what's so cool about it is they kept you up to. If you had never watched a pay per view, they got you caught up on everything that was going on. Why certain things was happening. Why uh, Hangman and Pac had only just now happened. This whole thing with like they talked about people's win loss records. Everything was carried over from the pay-per-views and then they built for long into their future like people kept sitting there saying this was a t-shirt company guess what t-shirt company done came up
2: (laughs) it did it was was surreal to see it too just the atmosphere of when they finally were there
4: just like Fabu said it felt like a real sport with aew
2: yeah so that's what i will be doing in the chat room every wednesday with you guys and, uh, that brings us finally to tonight, which just wrapped up a little while ago, an hour and 35 minutes ago. Smackdown on Fox. New intro, Ooh. new set, new colors, very cool color scheme. I mean, obviously still blue, but just the, the whole tone of it and everything looked really good. Um, Triple H and Stephanie introduce it. I mean, I'm sorry, not Triple H, Vince McMahon and Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> Triple H is busy over at NXT. And uh, after that, the you get the official intro with the new music and everything. And then the first official segment is a Becky promo, which is almost immediately interrupted by Baron Corbin boasting about his king givity before uh The Rock shows up. Surprise cameo. Not really. We all knew he was gonna be there. But you know, The Rock shows up for the for the Muggles as a surprise cameo, gets a big pop. And uh, gets in the ring and shits all over Corbin. He basically tells Corbin that he looks like a broke ass Burger King on crack. <laughs> and, uh, which uh, I was he just like, he's
4: so Whoa. savage with some of his fucking quips. Like, like, look Jesus at you, man. you look like
2: a big ass Burger King on crack. And then uh, they started saying, but no, seriously, you know, he starts naming his accomplishments and stuff. And uh, he's like, you know, you you're all strong. You're like, you're a super tough dude. You know, and he was like, as a matter of fact, we're gonna get a chant going for you from now on. And then he gets to the crowd to start chanting STD, because he's a super tough dude. No. You know, like, STD, <laughs> STD, STD. And he's like, look, that, that's the That's right forever. up there
4: with what uh, Austin called Christian a creepy little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> it's the resurrection of CLB. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and of course, he does a lot of his rock stuff. That doesn't matter what your name is and everything. He gets him with everything, and then at the end of it, Becky and Corbin wind up. uh well, Becky and Rock wind up whipping Corbin's ass, you know. And he winds up, you know, she she kicks him into Rock and forearms him into Rock. He winds up taking a people's elbow and a rock bottom for his troubles.
4: And they still so, ain't fixed a chair.
2: Yeah. And Rock got a little bit emotional there with the uh, finally the Rock has come back home like he the pause at home you can see like it legit got him but yeah he, he pops he's like I love you if you smell what the Rock's cooking and then that feel good segment ends which I didn't really rate yeah, it was good to see him and I didn't really rate too much of the Fox SmackDown on this because like again they can't do that every week that was yeah, cool I'm I'm great you know that that was a great way to start but I'm not looking at that as a major game changer because of the fact that. That's not gonna happen next next Friday. It's like the stuff that happened in AEW, it's possible for more shit like that to happen every week. Even the stuff that happened at NXT, it's possible for more stuff like that to happen. But whenever we get cameos, it's like that was great. But next week that's definitely not how it's gonna open or 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 in the middle or at the end. So
4: exactly. Cameos only that's one thing that WWE kind of overdoes when it's like you have a big season premiere or something. Hey, we're going well, to have Rip but, Flair and Hogan and these guys, and I'm like, well, we're not going to be here next week.
2: Well, with The Rock, it's important, I guess, for SmackDown. Yeah. It's good that they were able to do that, but again, that's a good yeah. jump start. Yeah. The first, and also,
4: I mean, he's mm-hmm. re- he's probably here the least frequently of all of them yeah. nowadays.
2: Yeah. The first official match is Charlotte Flair and Becky against Sasha and Bailey, with the finish being Sasha goes over Bailey with the figure eight. Bailey is still the jobber of this whole team. It doesn't matter what you do with her, huh? They're just kind of she's still the fucking jobber that she's always yeah. been. Yeah, she is the, she,
4: yeah, she's, <coughs> she, she's the Joey to Sasha's, she's the Joey to Sasha's Yugi, like she. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a little too real, right? <laughs> That's
2: some harsh stuff right there. I you really watched
4: sure. the show, you remember who we always getting their ass whooped. You?
2: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I said, it was a typical match with them, very physical as always. They all have the same chemistry they always had in the ring. Again, this felt like a Smackdown match. It wasn't bad. SmackDown's always been good though. I'm not gonna sit here and talk to you guys about a SmackDown match. It felt like a good SmackDown match on a different network.
4: Yeah. Damn, Fabu says he's the janitor of the horsewoman.
2: Wow. Jesus. Take that oh, yeah. back.
4: I don't even feel bad now. <laughs> but she got the ass of a goddess, all right? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> she got right. the
4: cake of the woman. Yeah. all right?
2: <laughs> Bailey with that ass that no tights that can con- can contain, right? If only you could stick that to another girl.
4: <laughs> Some of y'all out there need it. <laughs>
2: and if only you could, f- could copy and paste that, huh?
4: It wouldn't look real. That's the bad part. It would look worse than, like, what was that time They copy and paste a car angles bio to a referee's head, on. No, you know, it'll it look, it look worse than Dana White in the UFC game.
2: Yeah. Why do you think that it is, though, that uh that freaking Bailey is the one that's the jobber?
4: I, I've never understood it. Because, like, when you look at it, especially when it comes to, like, the fact of these three girls being champions, of all the ones, like, I mean, Bailey was a great NXT champion. She was a great Raw champion. She's been a great SmackDown champion. If, if considering that all four of them have been former or current champions, you can look at it this way. Now, if anybody's the jobber, it's the one who can't defend a title. Hmm. I mean, obviously, Charlotte would always be the one to probably lose the least. Becky's the only one, realistically, who's been able to dominate Charlotte. And then you have Bailey who has victories over multiple ones of them. And then there's Sasha, who, once she gets the championship, it's like, OK, defense number one. Let's go. <laughs>
2: But you know what, if when you turn somebody, it should be for for the most part for that next big push. Like why right. turn somebody and then have them just jobbing on like they're the same doofus that they were before.
4: Baby you know should be mean? wrecking these three girls.
2: You know, if not now, then when else would you have an opportunity? You know, you got to look at it that way. And that's what really bothers me about it, you know, because it's like if you're going to do a heel turn like that, don't waste it and have her just tapping out on the first SmackDown on Fox. Yeah, she's she's
4: been taking pins left and right ever since she ever since she turned
2: By by her tapping out on the first SmackDown on Fox, they're basically telling me their their decision. She's not a top person for them. They don't have any plans to make her look strong. They don't have any future ideas of what they're going to do with her. They don't care because they're not going to go through the trouble of putting together a show like this that has all of these different features. And if you really listen to commentary during this, if you're listening to them carefully, they were explaining themselves, which they don't normally do. Whenever someone was there, they were like, that's Charlotte in the left top corner. This is Becky over here next to her. And they were explaining people's moves. They were breaking things down Because they want this audience to understand Who's established and what they're doing Go back and listen to that commentary The entire night was them explaining Every time something happened They explained why They explained who it was They explained the backstory They weren't just doing regular commentary They were informing So that means that their whole objective for the Smackdown Was to let people be informed On who's who and what's what An overall recap of the landscape if you will So if they have Bailey tapping They're basically telling everybody And by the way she's a goon (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that there's no other explanation, right? You know? I Especially if they're being that one. careful. They're just basically saying, hey, you know, don't forget we have this goon here. You know?
4: This is the goony goo goo at the group level. <laughs> 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 I knew that one was a stretch, I was like, you know what? Screw it, I might as well. <laughs> It's Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, and Goo Gugu.
2: <laughs> yeah, it just got... I don't know. It just gets on my nerves. You know, that's just... It, like, it, on, it,
4: it doesn't make sense.
2: I was so excited. Remember how excited I was when this Bailey thing first happened and we were talking about all the possible ways that this can go? And it went none of them.
4: See, Stasis, you know, great minds think alike, <laughs> you know, But, it,
2: um, yeah. It went you know none of those looks- ways. was like, I can't believe that it just went none of those ways, man.
4: You know what this looks like? This honestly looks like another case of they thought as far as, oh, well, they've been wanting to turn him heel. Let's turn him heel. And then they didn't think anything past it because they've done stuff like that before. <sighs> and it never works out. Like, they don't understand. We don't want this thing just because we want it. We want it. And then we want to see where it goes after.
2: Yeah, And even and and here's the thing. So the finish is the figure eight and Bailey taps out. Right. Even as she's tapping out, commentaries explaining the move. Like, it's like they're not even thinking about Bailey. In fact, she's out. like, if you go back and listen. They're, they're just like, and that's the figure eight. Her father made the figure four, but this one's twice as good. <laughs> <laughs> well, she exactly while she's tapping. I was just thinking because we don't give it we just want you guys to know about Charlotte and the figure eight. They were talking about why she's the biggest the queen, difference is that she she
4: bridges know. up and, and she bridges up on her arms instead of just lying <laughs> flat Don't you for that. Like, what the hell are you doing?
2: Tap- <laughs> this is why this is why we call her the queen, and this is why she They explain that they didn't explain shit about Bailey.
4: The queen shitty is located in Charlotte, <laughs> North Carolina, but since he's the queen, we call like, come on, dude. <laughs> Just for the record, my Yeti hates me right now. But- <laughs> you're,
2: tapping, you're tapping like Bailey. No, but like I said, that to me, it was just a joke, man. The, the whole way that it, it, it was portrayed, they're explaining, this is why this person's this, and this is why that person There's Bailey tapping. Anyway, but Charlotte, it was just like, wow, it was so blatantly, they didn't care at all.
4: You know what I feel like we should do? Is this episode going to have a title? We got to put the title, and then just put in parentheses, just tap, 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 tap.
2: So poor Bailey, she she turns heel just to be Sasha's goon. And I, I think I mentioned it on here a few weeks ago that I saw the signs once things would happen, like uh Becky Lynch would come running down the ramp and like uh Sasha would more or less just send Bailey at her, you know, like go go get her and then like slide out the back of the ring. Once that shit started happening, I was like, Oh man. They gave you that role, like she throws you at her heels at her opponents <laughs> You know, like what a waste. So I'm I'm really disappointed that they, they really downgraded Bailey's status.
4: Sad part about it is it's it's the it's the norm with this company and it she, shouldn't be.
2: She's the new Alex Riley. You know? Oh my god. Get ready, you're gonna see her carrying around your face. You're gonna see carrying around Sasha Banks briefcase soon.
4: Oh Christ, no, no,
2: no. You <laughs> <And laughs> ain't that far
4: with money in the bank. Don't joke like that, man.
2: She's gonna be the one hitting Charlotte and Becky in the back of the head with it so that Sasha can win.
4: So when Sasha catches, then she's gonna be on to just show up and just be all forgotten about.
2: Oh man, hilarious stuff.
4: I see it, now. that's the worst part.
2: So there's an interview with New Day, but this isn't done by your typical WWE staff. Instead, they use Aaron Andrews, who's a Fox NFL reporter. So this is part of, I guess, the little deal that they have with Fox, and she did pretty good out there. She she uh, interacted, smiled a lot, seemed to enjoy the atmosphere. You know, p- pointed the the microphone at the crowd when they were popping and uh everything but it was like i said good interview there and this is immediately followed by uh a fiend promo where he's intimidating rollins and uh rambling rabbits a big rollins fan so they kill him off again they show him what happened and you know <laughs>
4: rambling rabbits gonna be like the
2: kenny of this show like that's kid that's literally what he that's that, that that's what joe wall said in the chat room because yeah literally he's a uh, he's he comes out with a Rollins shirt and he's like hey Rollins, because they're on the tron and Rollins looking up it and he's like I, I, I wanted to tell you i'm your biggest fan and uh you know, this is when Bray's just like, hey, well, you know, you're such a big fan. I didn't know that Rambling Rabbit. Why don't we, uh, instead of warning him about why he shouldn't have the match with the Fiend, let's show him what's gonna happen. And then they have like Rambling Rabbit and like a little mini sized, uh, Hell in a Cell. And, uh. Wow they have that other dude, the one with the beak, whatever fuck his name is, he just shreds them up. Mercy the like buzzard. Yeah, you need to see the fucking Mercy killed him last time. <laughs> you know, and then it's just, and that was it. Then he just has the head and the body, like, in separate... It was just some dark shit. You know how it goes. You know? That was his way of showing what happened there. So we get that, and then uh, finally we get Nakamura um, against Seth Rollins with uh, Hogan and Flair watching from the crowd, which is interesting because after the... Uh, it, it sort of, uh, goes to commercial after the Fiend promo and it just comes in with Hogan and Flair almost at their seats and the music's already going, I am a real, like you catch the tail end of that and I'm just sitting down. That's pretty much the last you see of them. And, uh, that, which I think I just caught like the back of them a little bit, like they were barely on screen. So we get Nakamura against Rollins with the finish being, uh, the match never gets started. Because the fiend winds up taking out Rollins It's almost like they just copied and pasted The same thing that happened on Raw Like all of a sudden he's there Mandible claw Um, For some reason after the lights turned back on It looked like Rollins was already on the ramp I don't know if that's their emphasis on how fucking scared he was That like the lights turned out with him in the ring And when the lights kind of dim back up Where you could see a little bit again He's just at the top of the ramp Looking around for Raw, for Bray So he hauled ass once he heard the it's like, yeah, fuck it. And then you got caught on top of the ramp anyway, Mandible Claude, which is how they end I'm that.
4: You, you <laughs> I'm just saying, when the fiend is inside, you, that next time. It's like, no, I, I won't again.
2: Mm-hmm. So finally, we get Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon in the ladder match with the finish being Owens hits a surprisingly tame powerbomb on Shane in that little spot where the ladder set up diagonally across corners. Yeah. So the old ladder sort of, bridge, yeah, a little ladder bridge, exactly. But it was a, it was tame. There were there were better spots in this match, and the tame ass fucking power bomb is what is what they decided to, to to go home on, which really pissed me off. Here, um, you do get your your typical spots though. Shane's signature flying table bump, which you know what, man. At this point, I don't even. I never need to see that again. You know, it happens every match. It you sometimes
4: know? happens almost every week. Like sometimes the spark that them. was in that spot is not there anymore.
2: If there was still a Sunday Night Heat, he'd do it on that shit. You know, <laughs> like it's just a little ridiculous. You know, um,
4: like there, there's such thing as just sucking all the fun out of a spot. That's exactly what they've done with Yeah, this
2: like no one even reacted. I didn't react. I don't think everyone just kind of went, yeah, yeah, flying out. Well, fuck you. You know, it's like just stop doing it all the time.
4: So at this, this point, th- you can see it coming before he even goes near the turnbuckle.
2: Exactly. So this is the first match where they took a commercial break in the middle of a match. And it was only a little bit after nine. So that's not bad timing at all commercial considering you got over an hour and about five minutes worth of SmackDown where they strategically timed each segment where it didn't go over matches, which is what they were doing. This is the first time where they kind of cut the commercial here. Uh, just figured I would note that since we're talking about the difference in production and things that they do. Uh, Kevin Owens winds up hitting the frog splash on Shane from the top rope to the outside through a ladder, through a ladder, like literally. It's one of the craziest. <laughs> Like Again I'm going to say this He hits a frog splash (laughs) From the top turnbuckle Shane set up on a ladder on the outside Going across another ladder bridge But on the outside And he fucking frog splashed into the air And he hit him so hard I would have made that the finish If this was about booking this I would have made right after that nasty frog splash through the table He would have rolled in, climbed the ladder And and, uh, pulled down the briefcase Just like he winds up doing after that that shitty powerbomb spot That 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 to to me me that was the most memorable spot that Frogs, but he broke that damn ladder, you know. And uh, Shane also once again he gets hit, his, gets his shit, and he does the coast to coast. He has a ladder set up in the corner against Owens. He hits the coast to coast into the ladder at one point in the match, stuff like that, you know. So again, there's nothing to really hate on about this match. It's uh, it's what you would expect, yeah, you know. Um, we do got a little bit of post Owens here, which I want you guys to check out.
3: Kevin Owens, after months of this back and forth between yourself and Shane McMahon, tonight has to feel like the ultimate retribution keeping your job here at WWE and ensuring that Shane is gone.
0: Yeah, it's... uh, I'll tell you how happy this makes me. I'm so happy that Goldberg just walked by (laughs) as you were asking me that question. I didn't even care. It didn't even upset me to see his bald head. That's how happy I am. uh you that's know awesome. in here earlier were nice for one of us shane and i's walking papers and then i won and he was just handed his walking papers and he's gone and that's not just good news for me it's good news for every WWE superstar that busts her ass week in and week out but then comes to smackdown live or raw every week and has to see shane mcmahon Take up time on television that should be dedicated to them. Look, I've been about, I've been all over. Like I've, I've said this time and time again over the past few weeks. It felt like it was never ending, this thing with Shane, and uh, and now it's over. And I'm, I just really can't put into words how happy I am. And uh, I'm gonna keep this. Now it's empty, but whatever. I'm gonna keep this as a, as a memento. I'm gonna hang it on my, in my house or something. I don't know. Or maybe I'll just carry it around with me. It Looks so classy. It's nice. What are you gonna keep
3: in it? Oh, crackers. Thank
4: you. <laughs> <laughs> crackers oh shit crack oh my god that's fucking wonderful yeah see, so you see luck see, if this was one day owens yeah i'd be able to see his bald head and be happy too but nah
2: nah yeah but uh good stuff really good a sheet cake yeah the sheet cake is from uh somebody gave him a sheet cake one day at a final battle i don't know if you you remember we're watching back <laughs> in but,
4: uh, uh, I don't think I was that uh,
2: He came through the, the ramp And like you know the way everybody Reaches to touch him and shit One person yeah. just had this long sheet cake <laughs> And they were trying to uh, And they were trying to hand it to him Like obviously he wasn't able to take it But like he just passed along I don't know like it was just weird Because I remember thinking to myself Like what was the thought process of this fan Like some fans <laughs> will put up signs some some fans will put up signs, and other some fans,
4: fans will even own. hand them their phone so they can take a picture with them. You
2: know, and 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 other fans will, uh, you know, do stuff, the selfies. But this guy was like, you know, he can you see him at home baking the sheet cake for Owens before. Oh
4: Owens? God, what you making there, Tim? Oh, I'm making a sheet cake. Oh, who for? Kevin
2: Steen. And that wasn't, and that was in Canada, and that was the one, if I recall, it was the first time that he won the the Ring of Honor World Title. Sorry, with you know this fans. That. The, and, that, uh,
4: that fans going to hear this and think, okay, if I ever want Kevin Owens to win, I just need to show up to the arena with a sheet cake.
2: Yeah, but sure enough, in his backstage promo later on that night, he was eating the fucking sheet cake. <laughs> I'm sure you could probably find it on YouTube if we look far back. And, but I'll never forget because I thought I forgot all about like I remember thinking, I wonder what that fan was thinking. and He didn't take it then, but somehow the fan must have got it to him, man, because I swear to you, the, the backstage promo, he's in his locker room eating like he's eating the fucking sheet cake. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, what a great champion celebration!
4: <laughs> Tables, ladders, and sheet cake.
2: So Shane McMahon's gone. What, what do you think? What do you think's going to happen? Is that the end of Shane on WWE television, or is he going to? I hope fucking
4: else? so, because that best of the world shit had rained its course months ago. Yeah, I'm tired of seeing him in the ring, sweaty, three and a half seconds in. And it's like, it's 2019, why the fuck is Shane McMahon anywhere near on the level of any of these guys?
2: Yeah, like your hair is literally white, like Gandalf.
4: I can see your scalp from a distance, like (laughs) that means it's time to go, son, like this.
2: Yeah, and he still does great, but I think he really overstayed his welcome, and to think that this all started at the uh, the crown jewel.
4: Yeah, and on top of that, it's just like, it's one of those things. It was the whole, like, just being here all the time, his spots lost all their luster. When you don't get excited to see coast-to-coast coast or the elbow through the table anymore, that means you've been here too
2: long and you've been doing the spot too much. Yeah, it does. You're absolutely right about that. You know, and Like that
4: spot, there, there's nothing to that spot anymore. I'll get more excited seeing Hangman do his apron shooting star than I will coast-to-coast coast anymore.
2: And I get that he's supposed to heal it up. You know? I 100% understand that. But Just don't saturate people with this to the point where you're literally... Like, the storyline is reality. He's literally taking up TV time. We have, like, a stacked roster right now. We have Shane McMahon flying around.
4: Exactly. We don't need that. Nobody needs that.
2: Yeah, definitely doesn't vibe well with me at all. After this, they give a SmackDown's Greatest Moments montage. Where they show, like, some of the memorable things. Like, Triple H getting taken out by Arnold Schwarzenegger um what else did they show the big show they ended it they top it off with the big show brock lesnar top turnbuckle spot
4: oh yeah uh, the old ring break
2: you know there's all of all of the big smackdown moments think of them i'm sure you'll remember the uh i'm surprised they didn't show jericho unless i missed it they didn't show jericho getting gored through the top of the smackdown stage by Rhino. Oh, that was like a big I iconic feel, SmackDown. I, f- I
4: feel like they probably did that probably worked their way in there somehow
2: I don't recall it though, you know, because I'm trying to think yeah. of big memorable spots, and that's what made me realize that uh, that they don't seem to have one, you know. But, but who knows? Maybe i miss it. I'll watch it again. This just happened, so it's like that. Uh, I'm, I'm shooting literally everything off of memory as far as the, the the flashbacks go. Exactly. So we have an eight-man tag team match: AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode against Braun Strowman, Miz, and Heavy Machinery. With finish being Strowman going over Ziggler. Everybody goes over Ziggler. It was, and a lot of this match was just a parade of signatures and finishers. They tried to do one of those greatest SmackDown ending type sequences. Um, they had this guy, Tyson Fury, this boxer in the crowd. I'm not sure why Braun Strowman has a baby face. There was points during the match where he would like scream at him and, and intimidate him. And then that distraction would cause the heels to get the advantage. And I'm not sure why Braun, and at the end of the match, he was, um, he was pinned up like they were trying to hold Tyson Fury back. Who winds up jumping the barricade and the security takes him away. And it was just like, why is Braun, who's on the babyface team, intimidating or picking a fight with this Tyson Fury guy? And why are essentially winding up with Tyson Fury being held back? Is Tyson Fury going to be the heel? Are they going to do a program with, with this guy? I'm not sure what they were going for here, but whatever it is, in the current context of the way it was used, it missed the mark in my opinion. But sure, whatever.
4: I mean, what, what Braun already gets beat by all the top guys. We only have boxer coming in and beating him too. Stop that
2: yeah right What are they
4: doing? Like, come on bro at that point you don't even get to be a number one contenders match when he knocks you out like stop that mm-hmm.
2: Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan in a lumberjack match with the finish being Reigns going over Roman Reigns going over Rowan with the spear Daniel Bryan was on commentary discussing the fact that he was betrayed by his friend and then he winds up coming in to help because of course Luke Harper winds up trying to interfere and then the baby faces shake hands in the ring and it The commentary brings into question Whether or not these guys are going to be able to coexist And have the same dynamic At Hell in a Cell Lastly, Kofi Kingston Versus Brock Lesnar
4: And this intro was longer than the match
2: Yeah, yeah The intro was longer than the match Because Kofi runs He he runs and jumps into Brock's arms Like it's their fucking honeymoon (laughs) And gets an insta F5 So, uh <sighs> yeah. They, they basically sacrificed Kofi's entire title run because what happens at the end of this is, uh, Kane Velasquez shows up with Rey Mysterio and Kane Velasquez hits Brock Lesnar with a double leg takedown and this causes Lesnar to retreat up the ramp with Heyman. They basically sacrificed Kofi's entire title run to do a Lesnar versus Va- Velasquez, m- m- Fox, Fox, uh, feud because you know it's it's ufc fighters it's just to please this is just basically to please fox because it's it obviously oh remember that guy that's the guy that beat brock lesnar in ufc you guys know him right fox now look at the main event of smackdown it's two mma guys at the top of the card but it's weird like if they were gonna get there it's such a shit way to get there they literally just discarded kofi completely like completely I've, and it's like, I think that that's just complete ass. Like to, it it, be, it made him an afterthought. It wasn't like Kofi just lost the title. Is he going to be able to get it back? Is there going to be a redemption road? The answer is no, because again, this is a, this is an episode that they want to, they want you to remember what happened here. They didn't want you to remember Kofi at all. They literally steamrolled right over him. So that the fans won't focus on the fact that Kofi just lost like a really long title run. They're going to focus on the Cain Velasquez thing, which overshadows the fact that there was just a big title change in the first place. They didn't even give like a screenshot of Kofi or any camera angle of him like devastate or his reaction after losing the belt because they don't give a fuck. It was more about now having Cain Velasquez out there fighting Brock Lesnar. They needed to get there as fast as possible. They could have if they thought ahead of time built this up over weeks had him somehow incorporate into stuff with Brock Lesnar. And then eventually it happens. We know it's coming, but you know, you slowly let Kofi down to the ground. This was literally like, they just glossed him over. It was just like, no more. They may as well have just went into the settings in universe mode and just took the title off of him.
4: You right. Know? Exactly. Like there was no, at this point in Kofi's title run with everything he's been through you don't get to just barrel him over like that. Realistically, now not I think about it, I retract my statement. This and Lashley were the two black eyes on this whole wrestling week. One, why does Brock have the belt again? I could give a fuck. You you don't need that belt to have Kane come here and whoop his ass again. We saw it happen. You, you want like please Fox all you want, but understand how many people y'all just pissed off by just scooting over Kofi like that.
2: And I'm going to emphasize what I said on here about four or five episodes ago, possibly longer when we had that clip of Kane Velasquez in AAA or in some lucha company and he was masked and he was doing a sequence. And I said, oh, very smart of them since he's a rookie at this to keep him protected by putting him in the six man." And I said, everyone to the untrained eyes looking at this saying Kane Velasquez looks really good in the ring. But for those of us that know wrestling, we're looking at a very smart six man match. So he can just tag in and do the spots that he's been trained to do To you guys have been pre- Practicing over and 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 over over again for a guy who's from the fucking UFC. You don't go from that to being in a feud with Brock Lesnar in the WWE, you know, as a main event. And, uh, you you know, so you're basically saying that none of your own guys are good enough to be Brock Lesnar. You got to go and get a UFC guy. How the hell does that make your company look when it's like you? you, So you can't dig into your own well of guys for somebody who might possibly beat him. We got to go get some other dude, you know? What are you going to do like, next? Is Chao Sonnen going to be the fucking U.S. champion?
4: It, it's a fucking joke, and we just talked about how um, and yeah, Fabu, they do have their own channel, but let's be real, Daniel's too busy trying to fucking find Connor's next fight. Maybe they will have him fight that old man who could knock out in a fucking bar, but it, it, it's just a point where one, none of these wrestling fans care about Cain Velasquez. Two, I watched Kane Fuck up Brock and then Brock get no rematch. I don't care about this fight. Three, what, what, what? So, Kane with is going to show up and immediately just skip over all your challengers and challenge for the WWE title? Is that the end game? Is that how we're going to stick at the AEW?
2: That's what it seems like.
4: Well, have fun with that. Yeah, it ain't a marathon because y'all motherfuckers ain't even running if you play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob was right. Th- that fight happened eight years ago. And they that's how about long it, like it's been it's, that that fight happened.
2: But that's been a the theme of WWE since I was a kid. They'll always trend on something that's now old news, you know. Like that, a, that
4: ain't gonna cut it no more.
2: Like they'll have Martha Stewart five years after she came out of prison have a cameo, <laughs> you know. Like they're just, <laughs> they're just so out of touch with, with when they do things. Like they're never <laughs> on top of anything when it's happening. So they're like, oh, there's a guy, Kane Velasquez.
4: And this was my whole issue when I think it was me and Mark kind of got into the chat room about the whole Goldberg thing. They don't need nostalgia pops. They don't need "Remember when that shit happened" pops because there was no "Remember when that shit happened" on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Like they—they they are. If they keep at this rate, they're going to lose this war quick, and that's including whoever decides wants the two sides to want to
2: come back. Well, well, the good thing about SmackDown is the only thing that they're competing against is life at this point because everyone wants to do anything but be inside watching SmackDown on a Friday, you know. Yeah, and they like, might even lose a life. As much as J- JBL used to say, "We fought on Friday night." It's like, no, man. Actually, people no. catch they <laughs> cash their checks, with- <laughs> they do their grocery shopping. You know, I
4: go out with my friends and drink sometimes on Friday. They,
2: they party. They they fuck on Friday nights. Would be sure nice. <laughs> if only that, that could be the title. You know? of- like. It's just—it's not a good time slot, you know. If you're gonna put somebody on a time slot like that, then you better like have some sort of a idea. You know what I mean about what and the hell you're doing. I don't think
4: they do if this is how the decide end ends right now.
2: You know, because it, it'll be easier to to just watch that tape if that happens. But even though Kofi wasn't good enough to get any uh any post reaction, he um he was still good enough to get one on the tube of tubes so let's check that out
3: shirt in this new era of smackdown as the wwe champion but unfortunately that match tonight against brock lesnar um a quick one uh, he left smackdown the debut of smackdown on fox tonight as the new wwe champion um how are you feeling at this moment
1: oh uh, it's uh it's it's a lot of emotions um to be honest uh you know you you know that your your championship brain is not going to last uh forever but to have it go out like that obviously i knew what kind of man i was up against you know um and maybe i was a little bit too anxious i'll go back and watch tape and, and see exactly where we went wrong there's not much tape to watch but um, the tape that should have barely is a gift. You know, uh, I I said all along that Brock Lesnar was an enormous mountain.
2: I've seen Vines longer than that uh, match.
1: I pride myself on being up to the challenge to climb those mountains. And uh, George Monserval's last fight was longer. No, no, no shame. You know, Uh, I feel like I beat a lot of good competitors, you know, And, and dare I say great competitors from Daniel Bryan to...
2: Kevin Owens. To the match he had against Brock in Saul Japan Joe, on that special you know, was longer. Sammy
1: Zayn was in there. I wrestled AJ Styles, <laughs> um, and I and I came out on top over over all of them. You know, so I, I, I an appearance by the Fiend takes longer to go all, through than every single night. And um, tonight that that fell a
2: little bit. Sin Cara in the air longer from the trampoline. Can I speak bump for
3: the entire than, WWE than the universe and saying you are an excellent WWE. It takes a Goldberg
1: longer to gas. Saying that, thank you for saying that. You know, uh, definitely means a lot. And um... There's a lot of people out there that uh, that believed in me, and this uh, interview is like ten of those I, matches. I, I let it down, <laughs> but I'm still very appreciative of the support that I <laughs>
4: and I got the audience
1: <laughs> since before Mania, since Elimination Chamber. You know, uh, the support from the WWE universe has been incredible, and uh,
4: this I, is I'm like the polar opposite of the, gears loading screens
1: that I felt over these past few months it's been a, a crazy this ride. interview should have been the match uh my, my brothers the new day support me the whole way you know uh so it is what it is you know what i'm saying it, it doesn't feel very good but these uh trying situations are what i've seen bullets fly slower, slower than, that, than that of First
3: following your match kane velasquez coming out and laying out brock lesnar what exactly do you make of that
1: hey, honestly uh it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me because the WWE title is the most coveted title in all of sports, really. You know, who doesn't want to be adored by all the fans? Who doesn't want to come out and be able to perform in front of a... a Our drops for
4: the follows and the hosts take longer NBA. to play than that so, match?
1: I've heard rumors uh, and I've, I've seen some things, and I know Cain Velasquez is a fan of what we do. And I also know he doesn't like Brock Lesnar, so... Um, Honestly, I'm not, I'm not really surprised. You know what I'm saying? It'll be interesting to see kind of, kind of what happens. You know, uh, I think I'm still trying to process, um, what I've lost right now before I start speculating on, on other people coming in, um, and, and figuring out how I can get back in that, that title scene. Cause it took me a very long time to get here. And, uh, you know, just, trying to stay there you know what i'm saying and trying to trying to get back in and continue to be in count the years into seconds uh, and it's still that match still lasted longer includes uh, a kane velasquez in the middle of it and and so be it
2: maybe they gave him this to make up for it
1: definitely (laughs) nice for for sure to see somebody come again from a different world to our world so uh it's just a testament to how how big wwe has gotten that hug lasted longer than the match (laughs) Yeah, a big yeah, uphill battle yeah, yeah it's like, it's, that's the kind of love that that, that i experienced you know we got mark Henry literally sweating all over me you for no reason but it's all good <laughs> to come over and show some love man i, I appreciate that man too but yeah,
2: yeah sad stuff
1: yeah we got brock
4: lesnar's champion again devastated
2: yeah no like i um it's weird how this smackdown is the first one on fox and they did what they did to please the executives on Fox more than they did it for anyone who's an actual WWE fan.
4: That's not the way you do it.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this wasn't for people who are tuning in for wrestling. This was for people at Fox. You know that ending, which yeah, that's not the way that you do it. And like, and you're right, Fabu. This isn't about uh, this wasn't about Kofi at all.
4: And let's be real. like You said, like, Kathy asked relevant questions. What relevant questions could he ask for a match that lasted four seconds? Like, there's nothing... How, how, what, what happened when they got to three? Like, what the
2: like, fuck? Yeah, no, none of it was relevant. Not in the way that you would have hoped something like that would be.
4: This was not a good way to end WWE's first big week in this new era of wrestling.
2: Yeah, I agree.
4: Like, w- we went from... Great Raw stage pyro in the Fiend to Brock Lesnar's champion again,
2: mm-hmm. and here's a kane Velasquez thing that they put up there. Oh, goody, goody!
3: Uh, here with Rey Mysterio and former two-time heavyweight UFC champion kane Velasquez, guys. What happened out there? What did we just see?
1: I'm here because Brock knows what he did. Oh, it wasn't right. I saw it, so I'm here to get this plain and
0: simple. I mean, Kane said it all. My son no, he dominated. didn't. You liar. He suffered a beat down. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He said Kane one shitty Kane. sentence.
0: Kane and me we're rasa.
4: familia. One sentence where I had to actively remember what he was talking about. One sentence. And oh, Fabu said, I thought that was Dominic at first. I had to get a double take. Dude, I'm so judged. did
2: I. Like, when I first saw him, I thought, man, that ass whipper made him buff and he shaved his head for a split <laughs> second. That was my thoughts. He, he
4: suplexed the fat off of him.
2: Like that, like I was thinking, it was like when when Vegeta asked Krillin and Gohan to almost kill him so he'd be stronger. I was like, is that what no. happened? This guy experienced Mark guy boost. Mark
4: <laughs> Mar- Mar- just said <laughs> Kofi needs the wrap. It- that Kofi interview needed the it up button. <laughs> <I rap> it <laughs> the up. one for <laughs> show. <laughs> he just showed up with the thing. De- de- de-
2: <laughs> yeah, Kofi gave the speech, man.
4: Oh my god, Fabu said I thought Ray got bad at him and made him shave his head and do steroids. I am done.
2: Kofi gave the Mr. T farewell speech, right?
4: (laughs) Everybody (laughs) should love their mama.
2: (laughs) He wanted to take and endure that last few minutes of focus before they focus on Kane versus Prague.
4: Oh, God, Kane's interview was longer than the match. There you go. (laughs) That first sentence he said was longer than the match. This bit could go all night, which is still longer than that match.
2: They're off to a great start on Friday. They just ruined (gasps) everything and then said, welcome to Fox. God almighty. Yeah, and like to
4: think there was a point where for some reason people were worried about what AEW was going to do. I think it'll be just fine.
2: I think so too.
4: Only one of the shows is real competition of them right now, and that's the one that just so happens to run at the same day.
2: Yeah, but but it's not over because now we get to vote, guys. I'm going to put the link in the chat room. We're going to look at the card for Hell in a Cell. This is they literally. I believe only have three matches on this card, so this is going to be the least amount of clicking you guys in the chat room have they, ever had to do in the in the five years we've been doing
4: this. I never, I don't get like. Usually, we see something through the website announced something. Usually, they'll drop a hint at one. They are literally about to have all these matches. They're they're, they're going to December to dismember us. Remember that when they when it was like five or six matches on the card, and they only advertised two.
2: Part of what influenced us not to do everything on the regular Monday show this week was, aside from having this new debut of wrestling, I wanted to give them a little bit of time to fill up this this uh, card so that we'd have more to talk about here.
4: Yeah, we, but, um, we were talking off the air, like, wait a minute, has there only been three matches? Like, yeah, so far, my theory was, okay, they'll announce them on Friday or throughout the week. Nope.
2: <laughs> they They don't care about it, you know? They're worried about Fox. They're like, why are we going to do that? You know, we're worried about Fox, right? Fox. AEW that
4: plugged their pay per view, recapped all their past ones, and plugged like four new, four other shows all in the span of about two hours. They've had seven days and they've plugged three matches.
2: Those Hell in a Cell matches are going to take an hour and a half each.
4: God, I wouldn't complain, but I mean, Jesus. Actually, no, that first one. No, I got that, that first one. I'm going to need that one to end.
2: It shows that they're no longer prioritizing the WWE network at all. They've taken all of their stuff off of there. That was the main things that people wanted. And all this left for pay-per-views that aren't even bringing in the revenue that they deal with, with uh, Fox or Saudi Arabia is making. So that, that's just an afterthought. It may as well just be called Hell in yeah. You Special. Know, this is sad. But
4: That's yeah. going to come back to bite them. I'm
2: calling it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, if you're in the chat, click on this link. And don't forget that on Sunday, we will be here in the chat room talking in the chat with you guys during the pay-per-view. And then we'll do a post-show afterwards where we're going to go on the air and uh and we're going to discuss everything. Yeah. You know, as we always do. So don't forget to tune in for that. But let's get into some of these, three of these matches. Oh, God.
4: All three of these matches. First up, tag team action. Eric Rowan and Luke, Luke Harper versus Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. mm Hmm. Uh, I think Rowan's had his fun. I see Roman and Daniel going over.
2: You think so? That was it. Mm-hmm. That was. They just brought them back as the Bludgeon Brothers just to uh, just to do this and get it out of the way. And I would just it, it, it doesn't surprise
4: boys. me. This is like just another aftereffect of, of 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 Rowan being a singles competitor for like two seconds.
2: I would really like for them to get in the ring. What, what is this match? Is this, this is Hell in a Cell?
4: It is. No, this is just a regular match. It's just a regular match. Yeah. Two out of the three matches are Hell in a Cell.
2: Boo. I would have locked all <laughs> of them together in a cell and then have Daniel turn again. Right. And it's right. Rowan's getting Roman's getting his ass whipped by the three of them. But can't do it if it's a regular match, huh? No. Is, I guess he they legit needed faces, so Daniel Bryan's probably a legit face. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess Daniel Bryan and Roman go over and bury this tag team again.
4: Yeah, poor Harper.
2: Yeah, poor Harper indeed. Okay, well, next match is...
4: Sasha Banks, the boss, versus the man and the first-ever female cover star, Becky Lynch. Mm -hmm. Raw Women's Championship inside Hell in a Cell.
2: How do you see this one going?
4: Mm-hmm. This one is a little tough, because Sasha has been in the cell before, but she lost. Becky has never been in a cell before, so Becky has the element of you don't know what she'll do in there. That's what I've always felt when I see a superstar go in there for their first time. You don't know what they're going to do. You don't know how creative they're going to get. And Becky has been on a vicious streak. Now, the one thing... That does throw a little bit of an element into it. Is is Becky going to SmackDown during the, at the draft? That's what makes this part really hard to pick.
2: Well, like we talked about on the Monday shows, all of the stuff that they have with trailers of Becky on on SmackDown, uh, it makes the most sense.
4: Yeah, but it's like it's one of those things where it's like, is that just they know Becky's one of the hottest stars right now, so you use that imagery to get the most people viewing?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think that that is the strategy literally. I mean they I know she's the raw champion but they have been featuring her on all the Smackdown commercials and advertisements and stuff. It will be strange for this draft. I mean at the end of the day it's I don't know if that title can switch brands with the person. Probably not, right?
4: Yeah, that's the thing. Like I don't think like since it's the Raw Women's title and the Smackdown Women's title, those belts can't move brands.
2: Yeah, it's not like the Universal and the WWE Championship, where yeah. they, they have moved before. At least the World Heavyweight and WWE have moved back and forth before. Yeah. They're not I, I, don't,
4: even, yeah I don't know or if or they can the play off the of Universal you know? title this time.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen here. I think that Sasha is probably going to take this.
4: Yeah, I mean, mainly on the fact that she's been in this match before. So she yeah. has a little bit of the experience edge.
2: Yes, yeah, so I'm voting Sasha here, guys. You guys can vote yeah. whatever you want. We'll, we'll, we'll be scrolling the results throughout the night. During the pay-per-view. And
4: <laughs> All three of them.
2: Don't forget, it's a pizza night <laughs> this Sunday. You got to get pizza when you come in the chat room.
4: You'll probably, you'll get, the, it'll take you longer to get through that first slice than the massive that the main event did.
2: Yeah, right? You, you won't even be able to eat the crust?
4: You'll get through maybe one pepperoni, maybe. And then the main event of the evening, Seth Rollins defending the Universal Championship against the fiend Bray Wyatt fiend's only second match in the wwe since it showed up this one i'm having a hard time with because the fiend it's shown a different a tougher almost like a harder to deal with variation of bray bray's been in the cell before but so is rollins i feel like seth is going to have to pull a rabbit out of his hat and almost outsmart the fiend to walk away with that championship
2: yeah, because I don't know. I can't visualize The Fiend with the title. Like, what's he going to do? Just have the title on his shoulder? He'll have it in the background in his funhouse? Like, what exactly would the plan be if the, if he won the title?
4: I mean, you, you could definitely see it becoming part of the Firefly Funhouse for sure. But then I guess it also would credit... To how destructive this new alter ego of Bray was, if it shows up and just rips that title away right out of the gate, we've seen that Seth can't deal with the Fiend like he's been able to deal with other people before, not even Brock or Strowman. Yeah, so they they're got, kind of they're they're building it up to where it's convincing for the Fiend to walk away with that title.
2: Yeah, but they got a uh, they got to stop with this Rollins being scared shit already. Yeah, you know, that's run its course here. So
4: at who, this point he he doesn't have a choice he can't be scared like
2: <laughs> yeah and it would be a waste for the fiend to lose to rollins though you know what i mean his second yeah. match and he loses after all that that was the problem with the original bray Wyatt, was that he was intimidating he had all these great promos and all these awesome threats and he'd get in the ring and get his ass kicked you can't do that with this guy
4: that's what i'm saying like if if seth wins this match it can't be just a straight out win it's gonna have to be something happens that presents him with an opportunity to where he can almost get out by the skin of his teeth. And how if Seth wins this match, it's going to be literally barely winning it.
2: And how shows on not canon, Fabul?
4: Yeah, how shows on real. we do going to talk about those here.
2: Yeah, so, so what are you thinking here, man?
4: Oh, man. <laughs> this is so difficult. But logic, the way they've been building this up, I think the fiend walks away with it because this very this this fiend the way it's behaved since it's been here we've never really been able to explain to explore the uh, the aspect of what because we, we've seen people try to run what happens when you run and you hit that cage and you realize you can't go anywhere else it almost seems like Hell in a Cell is tailor made for this variation of Bray Wyatt because Seth won't be able to escape no matter where he goes.
2: Yeah. Well. I don't know what to do here, guys. What do the chat room think? What are you guys voting?
4: It's a really tough one. Right? <laughs> I'm
2: going to go with Bray, just as because it'll be something different, and the Rollins run hasn't been doing anything for me.
4: Yeah, especially not lately. Like,
2: Yeah, I think I'm going for the fiend with this one. All right. Well, there it is. The votes are in, folks.
4: Took us no time at all. Thanks, WWE. You
2: hit that finish button, and that'll bring that to an end. And I'm definitely looking forward to seeing... Especially since it seems like we're in the dark here. I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with this pay-per-view this yeah. Sunday. All right. Well, I think we're done here, right? Pretty much. I mean,
4: of course, you know, we do this usually on Monday as well. So, I mean, Monday is going to be fun because there is some more 2K20 stuff out. We'll get to that when That's going to be fun. But
2: Yeah, but don't forget this Sunday, pay-per-view, uh, chat room, and then the post show. If you've never been in our chat room before, just go to talkbrunch.com. Probably the easiest way to get in there. Go to Mixer.com slash Talk Brunch, second easiest way, but it's on both of those. And uh, don't forget on the weeks where we're not doing wrestling, generally around 11 p.m. is when we'll do random streams, our winged weekdays, where we'll do either continue our Gears co-op campaign or Borderlands. Might even do something later tonight. Who knows? Maybe not. Probably not. But
4: (laughs) it's been a long day. But,
2: but, you know, that's the kind of way that it usually is. So just keep it in Mm -hmm. mind
4: i mean of course when we're doing the post shows just like tonight we're hanging out and shooting the shit in the chat room so
2: all right well that being said thank you to everyone who has hung out with us for this random as hell uh first week of the new era all of you guys who have been in and out of the chat the entire night uh eb gamer and ac and mark 710 joe Wall Call. Fabio, Fabio Caesar, Stasis Dreams, Assassin scene, Timothy 00 T, Dicer Street Z Wild Monster 2092 and Carpal Rainbow 8. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Talk brunch live episode 343 hosted by yours truly Rick Dara aka Captain brunch. For myself and Destin, we are out of here.
4: See you in the cell.
0: Shut